Welcome to the SD Sports Scene Podcast. Each week, we'll cover all things sports in Northeast and North Central South Dakota with scores, stats, schedules, interviews, and much more. Thanks for making us a part of your day, and please make sure to check out your source for sports at sdsportscene.com. Welcome to this week's SD Sports Scene Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Vilhauer, actually co-host because we've got none other than Jacob Wirtz right alongside me. Jacob, how's it going today? Hey, not too bad, Dave. How are you? Oh, man, I tell you what, this weather is fantastic. We are into postseason mode now. This is one of my favorite times of the year, actually, because, uh, you know, normally on a normal winter, uh, we would have the snow melting. You could hear the, the shh when you're driving down the street, but we don't really have any snow, but we still have a lot of good games that we're going to talk about here real soon. So, uh, without further ado, we'll uh, we'll get started on some stuff this past week. And boy, the the, the fireworks kind of started on Tuesday night already with Aberdeen Ron Colley with a, a double header at Miller. And boy, I tell you what, that was uh, that was quite an evening there. Uh, Morgan Colter goes off for thirty one for Miller, but not enough as the uh, Ron Colley Cavaliers win that game. And then a, a really interesting boys game. Uh, the Cavaliers decide that uh, they want to take Alex Schumacher out of the game. Alex, an outstanding uh, player for Miller. We're going to run a feature story on him coming up here shortly and they absolutely shut him down and uh, Ron Colley has a chance to win the game uh, um, last play of uh, regulation basically and uh, Miller snuffs it out and it goes overtime and it goes down to the end in and reg- overtime Ron Colley runs the exact same play only this time it works Keegan Stewart with the game winning layup and the and the Cavaliers win that one by two so just a really exciting contest there and then on uh, on Thursday uh, you and I both uh, over at the Aberdeen Civic Arena as the Aberdeen Ron Colley took on Aberdeen Christian, kind of that uh, all-city game there, and the Cavaliers uh, really kind of dominated that girls game, but boy, that boys game was a, it was a nice one. Yeah, it was, yeah. Ron Colley girls, they jumped out right away. That, both teams were kind of sluggish out of the gate, but um, they uh, Ron Colley was able to pull away in that second half, and that boys game, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. It looked like Christian had chances to run away yeah. with that, yeah. and every time Ron Colley just kept coming back, and yeah. they cut it down to, I think it was three in the yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah, and, they were right there. Well, and it's interesting because uh, what Ron Colley did to Alex Schumacher, Aberdeen Christian did to Maddox Miller, and uh, Connor Furman basically with the defensive effort there on uh, on, on Maddox and just really uh, took him out of the game, and after that contest, uh, I caught up with Connor, and we talked about the, that defensive strategy in that game okay you knew what the assignment was coming in yeah uh how were you able to do what you did tonight um a lot of help from my teammates helping me backside getting through the screens especially brooks up top helping me you know trap him almost you could say you know because i mean maddox didn't just stand there and, and say well hit me i'm open i mean he was he was chasing you through screen after screen it was just fun to watch man. i don't think he stopped moving once <laughs> And it doesn't take much for him. He doesn't not a lot of space. No. You can get him up there, so you couldn't really edge off of him at all. Not one bit. How big of a challenge was that for you? I'm sure you kind of kind of took it personally tonight. I did. You know, that was kind of my responsibility coming in the game to shut him down. And I did everything I could to stop him. Well, and then on Friday, uh, Aberdeen Central taking on Huron, a pretty close game for a while. Huron just kind of pulled away down the stretch. And then on Saturday, uh, more basketball action. Uh, Aberdeen Christian just continues to win basketball games. They took it to uh, to Sully Buttes in that one. Joey Johnson, man, a big week for him. He had 32, 32 points or 34 points? 34 points. 34 yeah, points, 12 rebounds. 12 rebounds. My goodness. Uh, he's not just a football player, folks. He's a very, very good basketball player, too. 
And then I went to, I went down to uh, to Warner to watch their uh, their classic. A lot of close games down there, including a, a kind of a marquee matchup. Everybody on Collie against Warner. Warner had only lost one game, and and uh, all of a sudden the Cavaliers decided that they wanted to start making some three pointers. And man, they had made eleven of them in that game, broke the game open. Cameron Bain with four three pointers in that game, including several in a row in the third quarter when the Cavaliers broke that open. Afterwards, uh, I caught up with Cameron and we talked about her three point shooting. Oh, I felt good in warm-ups, and I went out and shot my first three, and it went in, and I was like, just felt good, had my confidence up. And, and you kept shooting, and they kept going yep. in? Yep. <laughs> felt nice. After that first one goes, the next one gets easier? Yeah, then you're not too scared to shoot, because, like, you made your first one, you're in it. Yeah. And then on Sunday, you and I both out at the Odie for some Aberdeen Cougars action. The Cougar girls with their final home game of the season taking on Oahe. And a pretty close game until uh, they, they kind of started pulling away. And uh, Kaylin popping with a big, big goal on that game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they were tied at one. And uh, all of a sudden, very last seconds of the uh, second period, if I remember right, for first period, one of the two, they, uh, yeah, there was a shot that was made by i forget who it was yeah. for the cougars now but anyway kaylin poppin right. got the rebound yeah. and put it in with like two seconds left to take that two one advantage yeah. um and that ended up being the goal they needed right. they ended right. up putting two more on the right. board but um that was the difference maker right there that kind of gave them the uh the uh, momentum so to speak right and i know you caught up with kaylin after after the uh, the game there and she talked about that uh, big goal Take me through that play. What were you seeing? <laughs> so there was like two seconds left on the clock, and my teammate Alyssa shot it. And I was really proud that she shot it because we didn't know like if it would go in or if there'd be a rebound. And luckily there, luckily there was a rebound. And just in the very end, I hit a little tap in, and it trickled in as the buzzer went off. And then I had the uh, Cougar boys against Oahe following that. And, boy, you want to talk about a crazy game. Cougars uh, were really taking it to them. They were up three to nothing. Uh, Colton Townsend was pretty much standing on his head, blocking shots left and right. And all of a sudden, Pierre scored their first goal with like six minutes left, and they scored three times in two minutes, and it was tied. All of a sudden, they were on the power play, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, the Cougars are going to end up losing this in regulation. Well, it ended up going to overtime. And then it appeared we were heading to a tie because we're in the final minute of, uh, of overtime and neither team could score. And all of a sudden, a puck uh, kind of came free uh, and, and Quincy Manson was right there and jumped all over it and put in the game winner with 11.9 seconds left. So uh, afterwards, uh, it is natural that Quincy was a little excited about that. Uh, you've been involved in sports for a long time. Where does something like that rank, a game winner in overtime? Oh, it's great. It's right up there with the best of them. It just feels so good to win right in front of a home crowd and in front of the student section. Yes, yes, you went right over yeah. there. You knew they were there. Yep. Walk me through that goal because I mean, I thought it was going to be a tie. We were closing down in the final seconds. Did you know how much time was there? No, I had no idea. I... I got the puck, like, they turned it over right there. I got the puck, and I was just like, I need to shoot this. So I shot it. And so, so did you have a plan of where you were going to go with it, or did you just no. put it on goal? No. The guy, the defender went down, and I just tried to put it around him. And then also some wrestling to take note of over the weekend. The Aberdeen Central girls finishing fourth at ESD. Uh, Madison Gillen with an ESD championship. Golden Eagles, that's a little deceiving because they were only a, a match or two away from second place in that. It was very tight, second through fourth. And then the Central boys on Saturday at the uh, Class A uh, dual tournament, uh, Central taking third in that one. And again, kind of a unique situation. Uh, Golden Eagles losing to Sturgis, who they had beaten earlier in the year. They lost in the semis. 
then turned around and wrestled Pierre for third place, who they had lost to during the year, and turned around and beat them 31-30. to 30. So uh, just kind of a crazy deal there. And, uh, of course, we're getting down now to the uh, nitty-gritty here with this wrestling. Uh, we have region tournaments coming up for boys and then uh, state tournaments for boys and girls uh, uh, next week. So uh, we're really getting down there. Uh, we're going to take you a look at some polls here before we, uh, we take a look at the uh, upcoming schedule. Lots of stuff going on for sure. And uh, so, Jacob, uh, let's take a look at those polls and see what, uh, what we can uh, tell this week. Yeah, we'll start with the AA boys. A uh, few changes here, uh, but the top team stays the same. Mitchell boys still number one. Uh, Harrisburg, uh, they move up a spot to number two. Brandon Valley moves up two spots to number three. And then uh, Roosevelt, they move down two spots to number four, and Washington moves down a spot to number five, and Rapid City Stevens and Huron receiving votes. You know, I think um, I think this is one of those classes where you throw a blanket over most of these teams on any given night. We've seen it. Uh, a lot of these teams have uh, have really there's a lot of parity here. I think in Double A boys. Obviously, Mitchell, very good, but uh, we saw Harrisburg losing to, to Aberdeen Central when they were rated second. Uh, I've gotten a chance to, to see some of these teams. I've seen Washington and Huron, uh, very good teams, but I wouldn't say dominant by any stretch of the imagination. Class A. Class A, boys. Uh, slight change here, but the top three stay the same. Sioux Falls Christian still undefeated and still number one. Uh, Hamlin still number two. Pine Ridge stays at three. Uh, and then here's where the change happens. Uh, Dakota Valley, they move up a spot to number four, while Sioux Valley moves down a spot to number five. And Rapid City Christian and Hot Springs receiving votes. Yeah, you know, not a lot of local teams in this one. Uh, Hamlin uh, rated second. Uh, two of their three losses, both at the hands of Sioux Falls Christian. Uh, going to be interesting there. Sioux Falls Christian, just the machine. Class B boys. A little bit of change up here this week. Uh, Castlewood, they move back into that number one spot uh, after being number two. White River, uh, they move down a spot uh, to number uh, back to number two. DeSmith stays at number three. Weston Springs moves up to number four. And Viberg Hurley, they drop to number five after losing to Hamlin on Saturday. And uh, Leola Frederick area, Canastota, Howard, and Aberdeen Christian. There we go. The Knights have won 10 in a row, and they're they're starting to get some attention here statewide. So we'll see what happens there. You know, those top three teams, Castlewood, White River, DeSmit, uh, I think for the most part, I know Viberg Hurley was number one for for a week, I think is all. But uh, those three teams have kind of been the the ones that have separated themselves. Uh, Faith out of the poll entirely here. They lost in overtime to a very Mm -hmm. good Mobridge Pollock team. So kind of interesting there. Uh, Looking at the girls' side of things, Class AA? Class AA, again, a few changes here. Uh, O'Gorman stays at number one, though, and Mitchell stays at number two. After that, it changes. Brandon Valley moves up a spot to number three. Sioux Falls Jefferson moves up a spot to number four, while Harrisburg drops uh, from number three to number five. And then Peer is receiving just the two votes in the receiving votes category. Interesting. Uh, Keep your eye on Brandon Valley, uh, coached by former Aberdeen Ron Colley and Northern State football standout Mike Zur. Links have a very nice team. Uh, O'Gorman, boy, I'll tell you what. Well, both of them, O'Gorman and Mitchell, both undefeated at this point. Uh, that's that's pretty impressive. Class A girls. Class A, uh, no changes here this week. This has been this has been a class that seems like it changes about <laughs> yeah. every week, but yeah. no changes this week. Flanders stays at one, Red Cloud two, Sioux Falls Christian three, Sisseton four, and T Area five. Vermilion, Wagner, and Florence Henry receiving votes. And that I'll tell you what, that is a very strong set of teams. There's, there's eight teams there. 
there. If that was a state tournament field, oh. I, I tell you what, people people would be lining up for tickets right there because there are, there are a lot of good teams right there. And, of course, a lot of basketball to be played yet before we determine that. But uh, that's a pretty strong uh, field right there. Class B girls. Class B girls. Uh, top four stay the same. Number five is different. But Ethan stays at number one. Centerville stays at two. Harding County still undefeated at number wow. three. Wall number four. And uh, Arlington jumps into the top five this week at number five. And Lyman is the only one receiving votes. Wow. And again, this group of six teams has been pretty uh, pretty static here, pretty consistent throughout the season. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, I know, uh, I think it was the Wall team that got a pretty good test from Freeman this past week. Mm -hmm. So uh, you just never know going forward here. But, uh, you know, with last week of regular season girls basketball uh, for A and B coming up, and we're going to take a look at some of the of the games on tap. And uh, I know that uh, you've got a good one coming up on Tuesday night here with uh, Florence Henry at Aberdeen Rock College, Jacob. That should be a good one. You know, that Florence Henry team, they've kind of flown under the radar the last few years. Been really good, but just can't quite get over the hump and get to yes. that state tournament. And, yep. Uh, I, of course, did a feature here, what, a few weeks ago yes, on Kaylin Kelly. Oh, boy, is she a good player. Oh, man, yeah, yes. she's going to be fun to watch. And, yep. and they've just they've just never been able to quite get over the hump. Yeah. Can they get a big win tonight against yeah, Rancali? Yeah, well, that'll be, a, you know, and they're a pretty senior-led team. Mm -hmm. uh, Taylor Watson, some of those girls, uh, you know, they've had some quality wins, beat Warner uh, at Warner earlier this year. So a lot of seed points uh, at stake in that one, too. So that, uh, that's certainly one to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, we've got uh, Central Watertown uh, with the mirror scheduling tonight. Uh, the first time Watertown and Central played in the boys, uh, Central won on a last second three-pointer. I was covering that game, so that'll be interesting. And, of course, the Central Watertown girls game should be one to keep an eye on, too. And then as we head throughout the rest of the week, uh, lots of other games. Everton Christian bringing in Potter County for a doubleheader. Uh, the Battlers are playing pretty, pretty solid there. Uh, that'll be an interesting game. And then Warner hosting another classic, this time for the boys on Saturday. I think there's seven games there uh, and probably one of the ones that would maybe be a, 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 a real peak interest would be Ipswich and Roncalli. Uh, Ipswich has uh, you know certainly had some some really good games. Roncalli boys playing pretty well too and so uh, that would be maybe one to keep an eye on. And then Northern State with their final home doubleheader of the season. Where is the season gone? Oh, My man. goodness. Uh, so they will be hosting uh, Winona on Friday and uh, Minnesota State on Saturday. Uh, then they've got a couple road games before the NSIC postseason tournament. So, And then Aberdeen Central, one among the many teams competing in the uh, the region wrestling tournaments on Saturday, which will determine the fields for next week's state wrestling tournament. So any other games that maybe you have your eye on? Man, there's a lot of stuff out there. There is. You know, a few games on, on, on my radar here. Pop-up Potter County, Ipswich Boys. I mean, both those teams oh. have... have Kind of been up and down this year at times. I think Potter County's kind of maybe hitting their stride a little bit. I think they struggled early in the year. Ipswich was kind of on the opposite end of that. Right. They started the year hot right. and they kind of lost some games. But right. interesting game there. Uh, that's Thursday night in, in Ipswich. Mm -hmm. I believe that's a, that's a double header. It is. It is. Um, Sisseton Florence Henry girls on Ooh, Thursday night. That could be. That'll be a very good game too. That's going to be tough for Florence Henry oh, this week. Boy, they've they've got man. I tell you what, Florence Henry plays a tough schedule. I uh, I got a chance to talk to their coach Mitch Reed about that when they played Groton earlier this year and they take on all comers i mean they mm -hmm. really do and uh you know and they've, they've suffered a few losses because of that mm -hmm. but again i applaud these teams that are willing to play tough schedules because i think it really strengthens them as they uh, they go throughout the course of the year uh any anything uh, this past week that maybe caught uh, caught your eye that uh, you want to talk about um 
Man, I you know I, I think uh, you know Aberdeen Christian just really oh, keeps yeah. keeps moving forward yes, here. Yes. I, this is I don't think a lot of people expected them to be yeah. this good. Right. Um, that has been one thing that's really stood out to me is just the way their defense has improved. Yep. Um, and I think you, you look you look at these region standings. You look at the Sodex sixteen. Yes. You kind of kind of mocking that up here recently yes. and. I mean, man, they they're going to be a tough out. They I, are. I think. You know, I, I, I think, think that's going to be a tough out. Yes, I think they are. There's no doubt about that. I, I think they're playing very good uh, basketball, and it, it really basically happens on the defensive end for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they uh, they can shut people down like nobody's business. Uh, I would be remiss if uh, if we didn't talk about a couple of. Uh, um, school record performances this mm-hmm. past week. Yep. Uh, Addison Henji of Wilmot with 50 points. Uh, and not only that, but nine rebounds and nine steals in that game wow. as well uh, for Wilmot. And then follows that up with a 31-point performance. So uh, hats off to her. And then Lane Cotton of Fockton in a win over Langford with a school record 52 points. Uh, also became the school's all-time leading scorer by one point, uh, erasing the mark of uh, Ryan Milius there. Uh, I remember Ryan back in the day and outstanding player. So uh, congratulations to those two. Really a lot of really solid performances uh, throughout the area here this past week. And, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely getting to that time of the season where, uh, you know, everybody's kind of, you know, keeping their eyes on those seed points, um, you know, and, and it's going to be interesting because, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, teams – have a lot to play for because the seed points will determine where those games are played mm-hmm. prior prior to the Sodak 16. So a lot of these regions where semifinal games will be played will, will have a lot to be dependent on those seed points. And, um, you know, those those can be some pretty interesting games. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, of course, if you go on that SD Scores app, they actually right. have it where you can mock those okay. Sodak 16s up. Sure. I've been kind of dinking with that here the last <laughs> week or two and yeah. just kind of looking and seeing what, what could yeah. happen, yeah. you know. And, yeah. Um, a lot of good matchups. Of course, oh. keep an eye on the B boys since it's sure. here in Aberdeen. Yes. What, what could yep. we get? You know, absolutely. And, um, yeah. That's that's kind of been interesting to see some of those matchups. What could happen? Right. Well, and there's still some big games out there mm-hmm. that will determine a lot of seed points. I, I, have, I have my eye on one. Uh, Aberdeen Christian will play at Groton next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a big game. Uh, absolutely. You know, uh, there's a lot of seed points at stake mm-hmm. there. Uh, enough to maybe uh, move, move one position or another. So, uh, and of course, there's always upsets and all mm-hmm. of that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, so there's uh, there's going to be some interesting games coming up here. And, and even though we're we're kind of playing down the string here for the regular season, then the postseason that really doesn't get started here for a little bit. There's still a lot of huge games that will really help to shape that postseason mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. Well, again, a, a reminder that uh, if you want to check out all of these things that we're talking about and much much more. Uh, make sure you visit SD Sports Scene. Each week, we run dozens and dozens of box scores. We have feature stories. We have game stories. We have uh, action photos from John Davis. He, I, I tell you what, every week, he doesn't cease to amaze me. I mean, just the, the, the photos that he gets are incredible. Uh, they're all for sale, by the way, too. Uh, check that out at SDSportsScene.com. We've got the uh, the schedules for the coming week. And uh, as soon as those postseason uh, matchups are determined, we will have them front and center uh, so that you can tell who's playing where. Uh, So again, make sure that you check out your source for sports in Northeast and North Central South Dakota at SD Sports Scene. Well, anything else before we wrap up this week's show, Jacob? I'm ready for some postseason uh, sports, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. It will be a lot of fun, and we aren't going to have to wait long, that's for sure. Well, once again, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your day and for listening to this week's show. We will catch you at a game soon. Have a great week, everybody.
Please check us out at sdsportscene.com for all of the latest stories, stats, photos, and schedules.